You've tuned into the Relationship Therapy Podcast with Tony Miller Sr., a podcast designed for couples who are married, couples who are dating, and have marriage in their future. We will guide you to the principles that will make your relationship better. Stick around. You might just learn something that will help your relationship last longer, grow stronger, and become healthier. Now, here's your host, Tony Miller Sr. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Tony Miller Sr., and welcome to another episode of the Relationship Therapy Podcast. I have a real treat for you today because I have my significant other, my mate, my wife of 33 years, Valerie Miller, with me. Valerie, tell everybody hello. Hello, everybody. Listen, we're just going to run down a few things. So if you would just pardon us as we have a conversation together, and it just so happens that you will be listening into our conversation. I wanted to bring Valerie back because on the last episode, I talked about what is love. And she really epitomizes what love is, uh, the way she loves me, the way she treats me, the way she goes out of her way to make sure um, I have what I need and, and vice versa. It's not just a one-sided thing. But since I have the podcast, I wanted to really brag on her. So we're going to talk about about four things today, and, and it may branch out to some other subjects. But we're going to talk about uh the funny stories. We're going to talk about the marriage proposal. Uh, the third thing we're going to talk about is the vows mean something. And then the fourth thing is real families. This may not be a long episode, but I think it's still going to be a meaningful episode because I'm talking and spending this time with my wife. Okay, Valerie, you ready? Ready. Okay. So here, here's the first thing. First trip home talking about funny stories. I can recall way back in uh, the fall of 1987, my wife and I were, uh, had been seeing each other for maybe about three months, would you say? Something like that. And my brother, uh, Melvin, was coming home and, and a lot of the family hadn't seen him in a while. And so our usual Saturday uh, thing that Valerie and I do, she'd come over to the apartment, she'd do some studying because she was in school. And then maybe we'd go out to dinner later that night or go to a movie or something. But after I found out my brother was coming to town, I wanted to go and I wanted to take her. And this would be her first opportunity to see uh, my family members. All of my brothers and sisters were there. My mother and father were there. And we were just excited about going. Uh, can you remember anything about that trip, Valerie? Yes, we went in my car. Were you nervous? Yes, I was nervous because I'm like, I didn't plan to meet that entire family all at one time and so soon. Yeah, and she was nervous going on. I know she probably picked out three or four different outfits before we even left Augusta. But when we got there, strange things started happening, and, and it was strange in a good way. Mom had 
cooked her patented hot dogs and french fries and tossed salad. And right after the meal was over, Valerie got up, started washing dishes without anybody asking her to do so. And that made an impression not only on my mom, but the rest of the family also. She had told my mom, she said, listen, uh, Miss Miller, you didn't cook. The least I can do is wash dishes. And she stood there and washed each and every dish, along with one, I think one of my sisters, my oldest sister, Mary, was there with her too. And they washed dishes. And I believe what was happening during that conversation, uh, my sister Mary and, and Valerie were talking and they were getting to know each other. The next thing that I know is that Valerie and my sister had finished washing dishes and my sister grabbed my hand and took me outside. We walked around the house and she looked, in, looked me in the eye and said, that's going to be your wife. Well, at that stage in my life, I was not expecting to be getting married. Yes, I was having a great time dating Valerie and we doing things together, but I wasn't even talking about marriage, but that was something that happened. She made an impression on our family. Do you remember any of that, Beth? Yeah, I remember every bit of it. Every bit of it. I don't meet no strangers, honey. I don't meet no strength. Yeah, and and <laughs> and that was what her uh, my family liked about her. She she just went right in and and did those things, and it impressed my sister. Because see, my my sister Mary is my oldest sister, and she's kind of like a mom to me, also like a second mom. But she's sixteen years older than I am, so she was like a mom, and I guess that was her giving me the approval to move forward if I wanted to with Valerie. But that day went on and we all fellowship. We, we, we loved on one another. And I'm introducing Val to nieces and nephews. And, and I think even a few cousins came over. And right before we were getting ready to leave to come back to Augusta, it turned night by that time. My, my, my wife now, Valerie, and my mom had went down the hall looking at some shoes. And I recall my dad sitting in the den, as he always was, sitting in his lazy boy, flipping channels. And he paused the volume and he said to me, he said, you know, that girl's going to make somebody a good wife one day. And then he said, is that going to be you? And that was two people that day who gave me the impression they were giving me the approval to marry or further my relationship with Valerie. And the thing about Valerie and my father, they had their own special relationship. You want to talk about that a little bit, Valerie? Yeah, um, we did. I just, my father-in-law and I, you know, we had a um, great relationship, and I think, you know, uh, the relationship was like that because my father was kind of absent in my life. I had my I had my granddad, my uncles, and all of them, but, you know, still. So I think I kind of bonded with my father-in-law because 
the absentee of my of my father. Yeah. See, the relationship was so good. Every time after we had gotten married, every time we'd go home, we'd be there about 30, 45 minutes. And then my dad would say, okay, Val, you know what you're supposed to do. And then what you're doing, Val? I don't get to comb and brush his hair and comb through his hair. Yeah. He had that soft, fine hair, soft like cotton. And she she did that every time. Matter of fact, until recently, I, t- I told her, I said, I was a little bit jealous because you never did that for me until here the last six months. He so. never asked. <laughs> but then here's we talk about the second thing is the marriage proposal. I remember that whole week like it is the back of my hand. Uh, Valerie was living with her aunt at the time and her aunt's son. And one night um, I had gotten off work early and that particular Monday it was Valerie's cousin, Damien, had called me and he wanted me to go buy him a biz marquee. And I can tell you how many years ago it was a biz marquee cassette tape. So I had to go to the mall. And the music store was right next to the jewelry store. And Valerie and I had been in that jewelry store maybe a few weeks before. And and I just said, let me just walk in here and see if that those rings are still there. And to my surprise, the salesman remembered me and he said, hey, we got them. We got them on sale now. They're, they're even um, less expensive than what they were. You need to get them before they jump back up. And strange as it was, I bought the rings. Mm. And it was surprising to me because I, I really, I, I was in love with Valerie, but I, I just wasn't sure whether I was ready for marriage. And that week, Valerie, something that she noticed about me. Yes, I couldn't figure out what, but that week he was acting very strange the whole week. He would cut our conversation short, which he really don't like to talk alone, no way. But, you know, he would talk because but if anybody, if any of y'all know me, I'm a talker. And he was the type, he's the opposite. Plus, he don't like talking on the phone. So he would cut the conversations uh, short. And he was used to, I was used to him coming by the apartment every other day, at least, you know, to see me. And he didn't even come by the apartment. So I was beginning to wonder if though he had changed his mind about liking me or something, or uh, something had happened, that maybe he was going through something and he didn't want to tell me about it. But I had no idea what it was, but I know I was getting upset about it because I'm like, hey, don't leave me hanging. Don't be leaving a sister hanging like this now. And what she didn't know was during that whole week, I was calling people close to me to get their opinion about what I, about me getting married. And so I called my mom and she was all for it. I was just singing the praises of Valerie. I, I um, talked to my little brother and he was all for it. Uh, I even called my oldest brother and he's the comedian, Robert Jr. He's the comedian in the family. And I said, bro, what do you think about me getting married? And he said, who? Who are you going to marry? And I said, bro, come on. You know, I've been dating Valerie. He said, hey, if you're happy with her and you feel like she can make you happy, then you go ahead. 
And I guess I was looking for somebody to say no, to say no. But everybody was giving me the thumbs up, giving me the go ahead. And on that Saturday, uh, March 26, 1988, during a track meet at Butler High School in Augusta, during a break, I asked Valerie to marry me. And instead of saying yes, or instead of saying no, what did you do, Valerie? I took the ring and took off running, saying, yeah, I'll marry you one day. (laughs) (laughs) She took my ring (laughs) and went running. And I'm standing there looking like a doofus, like, what's going on? She didn't say yes, but she didn't say no. And she's talking about one day, but she's got my ring on her. She's taking my ring. She took the box and everything. And finally, her supervisor, uh, the late... Uh, James Perkins, he came and grabbed her, grabbed me and said, hey, listen, I'm going to put y'all in this closet. You need to answer this man. (laughs) And she said yes. And we have been together ever since. And we, we have tried to display what love is within a marriage. Uh, We're not perfect. By no means. I'm not perfect. She's that not perfect. Not. Uh, she could bring out like 15 sheets of paper of all my imperfections. I might can get about two or three of hers. <laughs> but we are not perfect, but we strive right. to be better for each other. Right, Val? Right. And to set an example, you know, because um, a lot of people not marriages. And God ordained marriage. So I feel like we should, you know, honor it if we get married and, you know, be that example that God have us to be. Yeah, I like that. Being examples. And that's one of the things that we try to be. We we try to set the good example of what a married couple should look like. Number three is the vows mean something. And what I mean by that is Valerie takes the vows seriously. Now, not saying that I don't, I do. But like I said, I wanted to brag on my wife here. She probably won't say anything here. She'll just be somewhere smiling and with her pretty high cheekbones, just smiling away. <laughs> but, Thank you, baby. But she she takes the vows seriously, especially when it says in sickness and in health. Over these 33 years of being together, Valerie and I have experienced me having a back surgery in 96. She's experienced me uh, having a brain tumor in 2006. In 2011 and 2012, having heart attacks. Yes. And then even back in 2019, I had rotator cuff surgery on my shoulder. And I can say this each and every time my wife has been there. There's not been a time where she hadn't gone out of her way to make sure I needed what I had to have or really needed to get well. And here recently, I missed an episode of this podcast because I had contracted the covid virus and I was out of commission and my wife who was working days that 
that week, that particular week, she was working days, but she got up early enough to fix me breakfast, prepare me lunch, and separate it in the refrigerator and put my name on it. If you don't know what love is, that's what love is. Can you just say something, Valerie, about why did you, why were you always there and why did you do some of those things that you did? Well, yeah, sure, Tony. And the reason why I was there and the reason why I did some of the things that I did was because, as you said earlier, I take our vows very seriously. Yeah, we had, yes, we had, we said those vows in front of witnesses, but most of all, we gave, we said these vows to God, you know, and I just always felt that when you said them vows, you should stick to them, as it said, for better or for worse, for sickness and health. So I try to practice what I, you know, preach as Tony E. preached. I just try to practice what I had you know, say it in the vow, because I don't, I don't take the vow late, lightly. And another thing for you all that do not know, I am a certified nurse assistant. I have my own private duty patients. Uh, and that's what I do. I see about the seniors. I see about people. So you mean to tell me I'm not going to take care of my husband when he gets sick? So if you don't think I'm not going to see about him, something wrong, because I believe in doing what I'm supposed to do. No, I don't get paid, but, you know, if I can see about seniors and other people, I sure can see about my loved one. She has made dinner. She's cooked breakfasts. She's done what every good wife would do. And that's, that's why I wanted to brag on her. What is love? She's love. Thank I'm you, glad she, I'm glad she's on this episode with me because I don't think I would have made it without crying and getting emotional when I think about all the sacrifices she's made when I was down. The trips to the hospital when I had uh, those heart attacks and, and, and worrying about me. And she still worries about me. And then the fourth and final thing we're gonna talk about is real families. And what I mean by that is, we're recording right now. We're finishing up a family reunion in Camilla, Georgia. That's my wife's side of the family. So we're basically on location, uh, finishing up a reunion that we've had this weekend. And it has been an outstanding reunion. But what I want to talk about with um, real families is how do we feel about each other's families. Do you want me to start or you? Yes, I well, would love for you to start because I might be all night. <laughs> <laughs> I know today after uh, church, we had dinner and I was talking with one of our cousins, uh, Freddie, and I told him, I said, Freddie, I know you were born in this, but I'm married into this and I've been to about 30 plus of these reunions. And he, he thought it was so funny. He said, he said, oh, Tony, you're in the family. And I said, yeah, I'm in the family. I'm entrenched. I've invested too much in my wife and, and our relationship and our marriage to not be a part of this family. And what I love about the Barnes family of Camilla George is they are some fine people who don't mind having fun, good, clean, wholesome fun 
They're lovable people. They accepted me way back in 1988 and and they've adopted me as really a, a surrogate family member. Uh, her her aunt Annie May has has really been uh, special to me and her aunt Lucille, my mother-in-law Hattie, they they have been so special to me. Um, uh, and I remember meeting her aunt Gertrude uh, way back in Augusta when we first started dating, and, and even her aunt Pansy. Her uncles are deceased, but the family, the cousins, everybody comes in and chips in and that you can see the love that they have for one another. And the families just come together and make it happen. And in particular, uh, that same young man that called me and I always tell him, you caused me to marry your cousin, Valerie, Damien. Now Damien is an adult with a family of his own, but he is now the guy who spearheads the family reunion for the Barnes. And and I, I told him today as we were getting ready to leave, I said, man, I'm so proud of you. You've done an excellent job again. And I thanked him. And that's how I feel about the Barnes family. I married Valerie, but it just seemed like I married the entire family. Valerie, what you think about those Millers? Oh man, those Miller family. Hey, I, you know, I can pretty much say the same thing. Same thing Tony said about my family. Um, like he said, the first time I went home with him, you know, I met his family, and I mean, I just I don't meet no strangers, so you know, I kind of like connected with everybody. Mickey, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and whoever else was there, I kind of like just connected with them, and I think I connected with them because, like Tony said, you know, they was loving and caring, and they just remind me so much of the Barnes family because we all just like to get together and have a good time, and like I said, his mother and I, we really clicked because, you know, we was talking about going shopping, shoes, and pocketbook and you know that was right down my alley and they just really made me feel like I was you know home and already a part of the family and it got to be so fun I went to church with them one Sunday and everybody was asking my mother-in-law well, if that's your cousin or something she said no that ain't not my cousin <laughs> you know but uh, we, I ended up being a daughter-in-law but like I said the family just loving caring and they remind me so much of my family you know so yeah. What do you feel about my brother, Robert Jr., my oldest oh, brother? Oh, man, I, I couldn't be in the, I wouldn't even be in the family if I didn't c communicate with Robert, Robert, because we just, we, we have running jokes with each other, and we have to always just chew each other out about something when we see each other, and that's just our way of showing each other how much we care for each other. I think that's the way uh, your cousin Brenda and I are. We, we had to call a truce for the family reunion, but I told her that as she was walking out, I said, truce is broken. We're back to our old arguing with each other's selves. Yeah. But, but that's where we are in this relationship. We, we understand about the funny stories. We understand about the marriage proposal, the vows meaning something, and real families. That's who we are. You throw in our children, uh, Shauna and, and Dale and, and, and my daughter-in-law, Eleni. And by the way, just uh, a week ago, I, I had 
oh, my daughter-in-law and son had their second child, which made it our second uh, grandson. Amen. And his name is Vincent Lavelle Miller. And we're excited. Uh, we, we were so excited before we came here to the reunion. We went to Alabama to see him, spend a little time with him and stayed up through the night with him because he's got his night and days mixed up. But we're, that's who we are. We're yes, family. Yes. And it's just who we've uh, have become and we like who we are. That's what we do. We do what we do. So that's all we've got for you tonight. And there's only one more episode. And let me ask you this. If you're interested in being a sponsor for the Relationship Therapy Podcast, contact me, Tony Miller Sr. at tmrelationshiptherapy at gmail.com. And we can talk about how you can sponsor. Well, that's all we've got for you today. And just remember, it, it takes, takes two to, to make, make a relationship, relationship work. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Therapy Podcast with Tony Miller Sr. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. Tune in next time for more insight on how to make your relationship better. If you have any questions, please email us at tmrelationshiptherapy at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, remember, it takes two to make the relationship work. <laughs>